You are listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into wisdom of our animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso. Tune in monthly to learn how you can better understand your animals and deepen your relationship. This hit show calls attention to the many roles animals play in our lives. Through stories and insights, Darcy shares how animals assist us in raising our consciousness and fulfilling our soul's purpose. These busy healers help us with transitions and challenges, love us, and want us to have more joy in our lives. Are you ready to see yourself through your animal's eyes? Learn how they're helping you and walk through life with more ease and grace? Working with ancient healing practices, Darcy can guide you and provide inspiration to move forward. To learn more, go to DarcyPariso.com. Hey everyone, welcome. I'm Darcy Pariso, the host of Animal Soul Wisdom. Thanks for joining me today. I've got a really special show for you. But first I'm going to let you know that I'm here every second and fourth Thursday of the month. And you can find those tame, um, excuse me, those times and that show information on the Transformation Talk Radio and Dr. Pat Show websites under the weekly schedule, or you can go to my Facebook page, Angels and Animals. So today, before I introduce Lori, I just want to let you know how we met. So um, Lori Como is my guest, and you're you're going to be fascinated with her story. She's got so much to tell that might be there might be segments to this going on. Might be <laughs> kind of a novel, maybe. <laughs> So Lori is a Reiki practitioner at Positive Vibrations, and we met at an animal communication class in the Seattle area just earlier this year. So I had been thinking about having guests on the show, people who work with animals and people, um, and people who need to, to share their story and their wisdom and their path and how they got there because there's no um, cookie cutter approach to this type of work, believe me. And the stories are fascinating, and some are just really crazy, and and I know you'll enjoy today. So, like I say, they're things that you can't often imagine, and they feel very guided often. You know that this is your path. So I'm going to go ahead and read Lori's bio, and then we're going to jump in. So Lori had a calling to help others. She worked as a respiratory therapist in Texas, and then found her passion in clinical research. Lori's always been drawn to animals, and she found a soulmate in Apollo. Apollo was a blind old English sheepdog who would become the catalyst that would change her life forever. And after many years of struggling with various illnesses and researching every avenue of care for the solution, Lori considered energy healing and spirituality. It was only when she gave Reiki a try that she began healing her physical, emotional, and spiritual self. So Lori's a a master Reiki instructor and practitioner, providing Reiki to both humans and animals. And it is her sole mission and a joy to share this special healing energy with others. Lori resides in Linwood, Washington with her puppy Zoe, who also benefits from the Reiki sessions every night, falling into a blissful sleep. (laughs) Imagine a puppy, I, I can see that. Lori's a member of the International Association of Reiki Professionals, and she adheres to the standards of practice and code of ethics. So welcome, welcome, Lori. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me, Darcy. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to jump in because we've got a lot of information and we're going to share what we can. Like I said, otherwise it will go into the book, I guess. (laughs) So Lori had three special dogs that changed her lives or her life. And she calls these dogs, I guess the dogs' lives too. She calls the dogs the game changers. And I always say, like, dogs to the rescue. (laughs) So, Lori, who was the first dog that came into your life? You know, it was really in 2010, after my mom's passing, I just felt really empty. And I was looking for love. I was looking for happiness. And actually, upon encouragement from my sister, Karen, I adopted this 110-pound old English sheepdog named Apollo. And Apollo was just this big, fluffy, white like I said, big 110-pound dog with one black ear. And he was blind, and he just totally, totally relied on me. But almost from the minute he walked through my door, he just provided unconditional love. And he could not receive enough love. He just, if someone came to visit, he had to be on their lap and was just, just providing attention and love to everybody. And so Paula became a very, very, very special um, animal to me 
and we were just inseparable. The message that Paulo really provided me was more around the fact that I could open my heart. You know, I had really come from a somewhat troubled background. I had fears of, of getting hurt. And Paulo just allowed me to let that guard down and open my heart and just love him unconditionally. But it also impacted me in other parts of my life because I just learned how to love. So he was such a special, special dog. And everyone in the in the community knew him and he was just well known around the neighborhood. It was like, who's Lori? They all wanted to see Apollo and get hugs from him. It was really oh, special. It's, it's Apollo's person. Yes, yes. Oh, he sounds like a big love bug, a love magnet for everyone. He totally was. And he had these big paws and he was blind, so we would kind of use them as this way to, to move around and navigate and he was just lovely. You know, I have to say that from a an animal standpoint, and maybe for many people too, that um, being blind is not a handicap because those other senses come up and you, you can feel people's energy and you know um, you know their sorrows or their troubles and their joys and, and you can relate to yes. those. And Totally, and he did not let that hold him back. I mean, my, all my walls were filled with nose marks because he, <laughs> if he knew you were in another room, he was gonna find his way to you because he needed to get a hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I believe I saw his picture on your website. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so um, check that out. Positive vibrations. Oh, that's a great story. And so, who was next up? I know you talked about a cocker spaniel. That was Natalie. Yes. Well, I knew I knew Apollo when I lived in Texas, and um, we did move to Minnesota together. And after his passing, I started working with the Cocker Spaniel Resources Rescue. And that's where I met Natalie. I had actually went to, um, I don't know, like PetSmart or some pet store to pick up a different dog. But I was sitting on the ground and Natalie just waddled over to me and sat on my lap. And that was it. I'm like, okay, I'll foster her. <laughs> but within a week I adopted her and she was so lovely. But Natalie had a lot of fears. She was a breeder dog and lived in a cage most of her life, didn't know how to play with toys. Mm. But between the rescue and I, we had a fun run and I contributed some money and we gave her the gift of her sight back because she was also blind at the time. Wow. And she just opened up like a flower with all the petals opening up. She just became this loving, fun. She loved to play and go for car rides and um, get treats. And she just turned out to be just such a loving dog. And so with Natalie, one of the messages she taught me is that Love comes in different packages. It doesn't just, it, there's just not one way to learn to love people. And with kindness and patience, she also helped me even open my heart further. And I didn't think it was possible because <laughs> after Apollo, yes. <laughs> he, he was such a big impact, but she, she really, really did. And the trust that she had, I mean, to, to suddenly, to be blind and to come in and to a new environment and to open to everyone and then to have her sight and, the amount of trust and love and um, and really loving trust for you. Yeah, it really was. And it was actually sent a really good message to the rescue and all the people that were working with the rescue because just that one gift providing her with sight, how much it opened her up. Um, but even before she had her sight, just being in a safe environment and just allowing pets to be who they want to be and giving them time, be patient with them so they can open up is so important. And wow, she opened up like there's no tomorrow. So it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was really amazing. Um, Natalie followed me to Seattle when I moved here three years ago. And she, like I said, she was a breeder dog. So she came with many issues and she had tumors in her ears and wound up going blind again for a different reason, a different disease that caused it. And so later in that year, she passed away. Mm. But when I reflect, I look at Natalie and I look at Paulo and I know that I myself was suffering from different illnesses that I had been, had been going on for a long time, even since Texas. And I knew if they could, if they could get by it, if they could pass through it, so could I. And so they really were inspiring to help me be a game changer, but also to just reassess my whole life, my work life, my personal life, my, my health, everything. So they really, really, they're not just healers, but they were teachers. 
They taught me how to look at life differently Mm -hmm. and to love it, to love life. And they're so open and they know if you're coming from a place of love and acceptance that they'll be there for you. And if you see yourself as somebody that is broken or needs to be healed, you know, they go, no, 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 you're, you're perfect just the way you are, but we're just going to you know, give you that spiritual glass cleaning and shine you up. That's all you need. (laughs) It's totally, that's totally what it is. And so it took me a little time because I was healing from the loss of Natalie, but um, in 2018, last year, I started taking conscious transformation classes. It was through Joey Klein out of Colorado. And while going there, he, his classes basically teach you how to think differently, how to switch your viewpoint to be positive and to really go from victim mode to be the game changer of your life, which they were, Natalie and Paula were saying that, but so was Joey. And so that really helped me out. And also I realized that I I did need to bring another animal into my life. And I was slowly looking for one. But after taking classes from Joey, and you know me with research, everything had to be facts and data and had to make sense. But I stepped out of my box and looked into holistic therapies. And one specifically was Reiki. And I met the most wonderful person. Her name is Maureen Ravel, and she opened, she owns, um, excuse me, the Daylight Healing Center. And even after one session with her, I kind of look at it as if you look internally and you feel just a little bit fragmented, but you don't know why. And yes, you have all these illnesses, but you also, there's some emotional connection and even your thought process. And after one session, I just felt like I was healing. I was becoming whole again. And the healing was quick. I went to her in September and followed every two or three weeks again in September, I mean, October, November. And it was like, it was miraculous. It's like it was changing almost overnight. And it was really, really special. So I thank her so much. You know, I know um, Maureen Ravel of the Daily Healing Center, and that's in Edmonds, Washington, by the way, if you're in the area. Yes. And she is a phenomenal teacher, um, shaman, Reiki master, and she takes all of these skill sets and many more that I haven't named medium and things come up on the table. There's healings, there's releasing and there's, she writes you a little poem, poem and, oh, so lovely. and at first I thought, huh, what is that? And it just touched my heart. Exactly. Yes. It was a heart to heart communication. So she is amazing. If you're in Edmonds, check her out. Yeah. And I'm hoping to train under her later this summer for shamanism because she is really that special. Yes, she is. So, um, we didn't talk about Zoe yet. Would you like to? Yes, I would love to talk about Zoe. Yeah. So Zoe's... I consider her my little spitfire. Yeah. And really how it came all that year, last year, I was really looking for actually a rescue dog because Zoe is a puppy. But for one reason or another, they, there just wasn't a fit. The dog was taken or they needed a, a second dog to be with them in order to get adopted. I just, just couldn't... Um, it just wasn't right. But then it was almost like divine right timing. I was sitting down just watching TV and a lady called me in August and said, I all, all the puppies from my litter have been taken, but there's one left. Do you want her? And I right away was like, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm starting a new job. I don't know if I can take her, but I, just something inside said, yes, yes. Yeah. So she came in September right around the time I started receiving Reiki sessions. And now, you know, with my health and with a stressful job and lots of timelines and pressures going on. Zoe and I didn't really bond right away, but once I started taking Reiki, that all changed. Mm-hmm. Because in November, I took a Reiki one class, and in the morning, I would do self care, and she literally would curl up around my neck and just hold space for me while I had the session. And then after literally playing all day and running like crazy around 7:30, she would tire out and sit beside me, and then I would give her Reiki. And she would just fall asleep. And so we started to bond. And she also helped me realize how much play and playfulness and having fun was important because I wasn't doing that. I was working long hours at work and just kind of like a robot going through the motions in life. But I needed to add playfulness and fun. So she was a teacher again. Yes, yes, she was. Um, I know you said she's a ball of fire, very extroverted. And, and she wasn't going to let you miss out on life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, you know, we have 
a caller. I know that this is a friend of yours, Elisa. Yes. And if it's okay, we we will skip this break and continue and um, bring Lisa on. Sure, that'd be now, Lisa, that was about your trip to Sedona, right? Yes, you know, I'm originally from Canada, and Lisa's from Canada as well, and we met on my trip to Sedona, but we just connected instantly. And through one of the stories I'm going to tell after the break, uh, Lisa helped me uh, work through it and, and just really helped me. But I also helped her heal with animals, so she has a special story to yeah. tell. Yeah, well, let's skip the break and bring Lisa yeah. on. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Animal Soul Wisdom. We're happy to have you on today. Oh, so glad to be here. So I'm interested to hear the story, too. I've heard, you know, bits and pieces of it from Lori, but now we have we have the comrades together. Lisa, this is Lori. I would love if you would share the story about Dakota. Sure, no problem. So we met on our trip to Sedona, and I was on a soul journey, and uh, there was a particular day that one of our, our excursion for the day was to travel to a wolf sanctuary. It was my least anticipated activity of our entire week because I grew up afraid of dogs. And even as a child, I was bit by several dogs, big dogs and little dogs. I, and I never really understood dogs. I never got them. And they all knew it. I could feel it. They could feel it. It was really always awkward. So I shared my reservations with Lori, and and this was one of the main reasons for her to be there was to go to the wolf sanctuary. So she just felt that maybe if I just was really open to what I may experience, it could benefit me in some way. So with that in mind, off we went. So uh, we went to the wolf sanctuary, and <clears throat> we ran, when we came there, there was uh, two caretakers that lived on the property, and the property was very sacred land. Uh, there's a lot of history to it. Again, that's a story for another day. But they also told the story of these beautiful wolves that they have and that they take care of. And each one had a specific story on why it was there and how it got there. And uh, she told the story of this one wolf in particular, Dakota, uh, who recently came there from a very serious case of abuse. And he was very timid and really withdrawn and wouldn't normally participate. Kind of um, not what you would see in the other wolves. So as we approached the cages, they at first, years ago or weeks ago even, you were allowed to get in with the wolves, but they stopped allowing that because it was um, unhealthy for the wolves. So... We sat on the outside of the cage, and we sit down to give them the space and the comfort, and they approach us. So at the cage of the first two wolves, they both took a like, an interest in me. I'm not saying a like, they didn't really come to me, but they were watching me for some reason. But they came over and got their treats and so on, and I gave them some treats, which took me a while to even go close to their mouth to hand this treat because I'm petrified. <laughs> and eventually, so we went to the second cage, which had these other two beautiful wolves in it. And the first wolf um, went to the, the entire group because he's, he's excited about getting treats. And I went to the farthest part of the bench and sat on it. And everyone else was way to the left of me. And all of them the dog was there getting treats, or the wolf was there getting treats from them. I'm at the other side, really just sizing up the wolves and letting the others just enjoy their experience. And Lori was kind of looking across at everything and and eventually came over with me, and I felt that the, the wolf may come to me. I just felt that he might. So I started to encourage him and held my treat. For him to come and he was very submissive he was way over in the corner and he was backing up but eventually he came over which was really out of character and it was a beautiful thing I could just feel him coming and I could feel just this fear from him and and I had the same fear it was just such a beautiful feeling uh, that overcame me and um, I he came back to 
two more times after that to treat. And then he came again, uh, and Lori got to meet him, and then he returned to his corner. And it was the most extraordinary interaction I've ever had with an animal in my entire life. And after we left the wolf sanctuary, we went on with our day. I mean, this was a very something I'll never, ever forget. And the next evening, we were blessed again with a different experience where we had a local flute artist perform a personal experience for our group. And I purchased one of his flutes because it was kind of a part of my plan to do so. And he tracks all of his flutes. He numbers them, hand makes them, and he wanted to know what I was going to name the flute. And I was thinking, I have no idea what I'm going to name a flute. (laughs) What am I going to name a flute? And I said I'd have to get back to him with that once I had time to put some thought or meditate on it. And then I, later on in the evening, I was getting ready for bed, and then I just blinked my eyes, and right across, I saw Dakota in capital letters. So then the flute was named. So it was a very emotional moment, even for the other people that were around. They all felt very emotional, and I'm feeling the emotion again as I speak about it, because it was just appropriate that I got to bring that home. So now I, I'm learning the flute. I'm very early on in it. So when I play it, I talk, say its name, and, and bring that energy to me and show gratitude for that part of my experience and for the beautiful creature of a wolf. And he appears in my meditations and in Reiki sessions, and I really believe that we were brought together that day to heal each other of our fear of the other. So that's my story. Wow, Lisa, that's a really beautiful story. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing it. And I, I agree with you. I'm absolutely certain that's the case too. It was a mutual healing and agreement. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, I really appreciate it. I think we're gonna have to take a break now. It's been a little while, but um, thank you again. And I hope to meet you someday. And I hope you keep having more positive experiences with dogs. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit 
www.livinglighter.org. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Discover the creative genius within on Creative Voice Radio with Gwen Fox each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in for a conversation that will inspire, motivate, and empower you to share your inner vision with the world. Make the deep connection between art and spirituality to take your artistic expression beyond anything you dream possible. Say yes to fear. Say yes to the creative genius within. For more information about Creative Voice Radio and working with Gwen, visit GwenFox.com. Hey everyone, this is Darcy Pariso at Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Welcome back. We are talking today to Lori Como, and she is um, telling us about her experiences with animals and how they were life-changing. And I hope you're able to catch the first part of the show because it's really, really interesting and it's going to become more so. So Lori is a Reiki practitioner at Positive Vibrations in Linwood, Washington. So check out that website, Positive Vibrations, and we'll give you some more contact information a little later in the show. But for now, we're going to jump to um, the next thing. We were talking about the signs from the universe and Sedona. And if you haven't been to Sedona, this is going to be very interesting, <laughs> even if you have. <laughs> so go ahead, Lori. Thank you so much, Darcy. So I first wanted to start before Sedona. Uh, last Christmas, I went to a, an intuitive psychic healer named Kate Mariah. And while I was there, I asked Kate, um, you know, work-wise, when are things going to get better? And she said, well, they're not. The universe is trying to tell you that this is not what you need to be doing. You're not, you're not on the right path. And if you will quit your job, even now, there will be this magic purple carpet that will catch you and will protect you and will provide you with all these magical gifts. And then she started to giggle and she said, and they're telling me that they can't tell you what it is, but if you just trust, if you trust us, if you trust the angels that you work with, um, you will get protected. So I, at the time, was reading, of course, after I took my first Reiki classes, my first Reiki class uh, was reading angel books, uh, spirituality books, you name it. I was <laughs> reading it and I just could not put it down. I was like a freight train. It just... I just had to read everything I could get my hands on. The books are piled up on my bed and even under my bed because they're just overflowing. But over the Christmas break, I was really thinking about what Kate said to me. And I truly felt like I did need to quit my job. Part of my healing along with Reiki was to take care of myself. And so in January, I handed in my notice. And on February 1st um, was the last day of my job at the time. And a week later, I completed my master Reiki training through uh, Marianne Strike, who works for Reiki for Living. And then just within a week or so after that, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was two or three in the morning, and I had these two lovely, beautiful angels staring at me. And if people aren't familiar with Kundalini, I had this energy sitting right up at my forehead where my third eye is. And at the time, I had been reading books, luckily, so I knew what, knew what Kundalini was. But I asked the angels who they were, and they each popped in and showed me their face one at a time and disappeared. So I never found that answer out. But also, just to uh, let you know a little bit about Kundalini, it's really considered a feminine form of spiritual life force energy that sits at the base of your spine. And once it's activated, it's released, and it moves up through all of your chakras. And once it goes through your seventh chakra at the top of your head, um, you're supposed to reach enlightenment. And there for me, it was already sitting at the third eye. <laughs> so I was at my go. sixth yeah. chakra. I need some guidance here, angels <laughs> that come back. <laughs> exactly. And then when I was driving around in February and March, I started seeing license plates. And it was it was kind of funny because initially I just, just let it pass through me. But I was at a light and the first three letters of one license plate said B-I-R, like a bird. And then the last 
the car beside it said DOC, and I go, oh, isn't that cute, bird dock? And then as they were driving through the light, the car behind the one on the right of me said 999. And so when it happened the first time, I just let it go, and oh, that's so cute. But then the day, and it was a day or two later, it happened again, the exact same three license plates. And I continue to see those license plates. So when looking it up, for me, 999 really means to accept what's happening to you, to move through whatever needs to be done so you can get on your soul journey and your life path. The bird dock, I wasn't sure yet. And both the angels and the bird dock story kind of came to me when I went to Sedona. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear it. I know I've heard bits and pieces and now we can go deeper. Yes, yes. So please go on. Well, the first day that we got there, just like Lisa said, we had events scheduled every single day. And we were to meet with Dwayne Miles Davis, who was giving us a fractal art piece of a totem animal. Um, he actually drew it himself. And just before we started, um, the leader asked me if I had any questions for Dwayne. And I said, no. She said, are you sure you don't have any questions for Dwayne? And I was kind of looking around at everyone and saying, no. And then Dwayne looked at me and he said, well, wouldn't you like to know who those two angels were that approached you in February? And my mouth just dropped to the floor and I said, yes, I really want to know who they are. And so he let me know that one of the angels was Lady Nada. Lady Nada is really known for divine love and communication. But how funny that I talked about opening your heart. She also assists people with opening their heart. She's really about service and peace and healing. Mm. And Lady, the other angel was Evangeline. And Evangeline is the angel of mercy and is really about clarity. And I was going through it right then on trying to clarify what my next path in life would be. So that really brings me to my next story. Uh, the third to last day that we were there, we were asked to walk through a labyrinth. And for those who don't know what it is, it for us, it was just a circular formation of rocks. You kind of walk through a path and get to the middle. And then you meditate or say a prayer and then you walk out. But when you walk in, you look deep within yourself. And then when you walk out, you come out with a better understanding of who you are and what you're meant, meant to do in life. So on the way in, I said a prayer and I asked a question. Is, is my sole journey to work with, heal, and communicate with animals. And now I had become very visual as soon as I entered Sedona with all the vortex energy. Um, I was getting visions all the time. So about every five or 10 steps, I would stop and close my eyes. And I began seeing crosses. And it would take five or 10 more steps and I would see crosses. But now I started seeing two birds at the top of one specific cross. And eventually I saw like an upside down V. It was like two stick, sticks sitting out the bottom of the cross, which I didn't really know what that meant. But as I walked through to the middle and then came out, that's, that's all I really received. So I was like, well, that didn't answer my question. <laughs> so, <laughs> not yet anyway. Yeah, not yet anyway. So I was like, okay. So I didn't really share it with the others because I wasn't too sure what it meant. So the next day, which was our second to last day, we in the afternoon, we went to the Chapel of the Holy Cross, which is a Catholic church and is high up on a hill. It's just beautiful. It's surrounded by all the red rock. rock. And there was a pathway up to the church. And at the top of the paved pathway was a little fountain with flowers, beautiful flowers, and it had a statue in the middle. And the leader that we were with asked me if I wanted to come over and take a look at the statue. And so, of course, I went over there and I looked at it and it was beautiful. And she said, do you know who this is? And I'm feeling kind of weird because I didn't know who it was. I said, no, I don't really know who it is. And she said, well, this is St. Francis and he's the patron of animals. And he protects and heals and communicates with animals. And so I said, oh, my gosh, that's so lovely. And I looked at the statue and I looked at it again and again. And then it just all came to me that that's exactly what I was seeing in the visions when I was in the labyrinth. He had been created or created as a stick man. And that's why I just saw two sticks at the bottom. 
His legs were just a little bit apart and he had this tall cross sitting in front of him that ended around his throat level. And his arms were up in the air and he had two birds sitting above his hands in the air. It was exactly what I saw. So uh, then I also got this warmth, like this heat wave come out my heart and it just went across my whole body and I kind of got shaking and I looked at my friend and said, that, that's, that's what I saw in the labyrinth and I was still trying to absorb everything. So of course the chapel was beautiful and when I went in and sat down and just closed my eyes, a message came to me and it just said, you will, you will heal animals. That is your path. You will heal animals. So I came out in tears because it, it just, I felt so blessed and with such gratitude. And that St. Francis was truly, I felt, with me and talking to me and letting me know he's there for me and is going to help me heal animals. Oh, and Laurie, and I want to mention too to the listeners that you know, this is a really amazing story. And a lot of people that work with animals, the angels come in and St. Francis is right there to support you. And a lot of the people that I meet, because I'm an animal communicator, and I too didn't see this, I took a Reiki class and very similar people started coming in, animals that had crossed over and then the animal communication. But St. Francis is with me all the time. Oh. He's on my left and Archangel Gabriel on the right and various other ones around my body. But, And I see that with people and we seem to find each other. So, I love that. Yeah, it's just all these synchronicities are, you know, I feel like there are agreements made before we got here. I truly believe that. And when I think back to the license plates, the bird dock, St. Francis often talked to birds. And even when he was preaching or lecturing in, in the community, they would actually sit and just listen just as they were a human listening to what he had to say. And on his shoulder, and we're looking at a statue you probably forgot <laughs> yeah, across from yeah. us. It's a statue of St. Francis, oh. and he's got a bird on his right shoulder. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> lovely. And birds have come to me already. Uh, a few times they have come and sit and listen to me while, actually this morning while I was practicing. So, <laughs> And then later that night, everyone was going to bed because they had to get up early and catch their planes. So what I did was um, I was lying in my bed with the lights off. I could hear a couple girls still in the hot tub. And the TV turned on, and it shined this bright light on me. And for about 20 or 30 seconds, it shone this light, and then it just turned off. And then the Kundalini since February had continued to, to run through my body up and down, sometimes very fierce, other times gentle, activating different chakras and the minor chakras in my body but that night it was so fierce that I was almost levitating off the bed my back was arched up and it was strong it the kundalini for me was never painful it was just super strong so when we got up in the morning there were only two of us left and the other girl left at seven so I did tell her about the light but I didn't really mention the kundalini and for since I didn't have to leave till 11 I was asked if I just wanted to go for a short drive into the mountains and then maybe up to Schnebley Hill that that was a very special place so what I did is uh, is say yes and we went on our short drive but as we were driving up to Schnebley Hill she said you feel that pressure in your head and I it wasn't just pressure my I, my third eye was throbbing so much it was just like pounding out my head and it was coming out the back as well and we no sooner parked at the top of the hill that it just felt like, honestly, a vortex energy grabbed that energy out my root chakra, shot it all the way up to my third eye, and stuff was seeping out my crown chakra, but it didn't all take place, so I, I did not complete the full process. But that kept going on for about 10 minutes, and I didn't realize it, but it had snowed that morning, and it was raining, and the minute we parked, it started to hail. And other cars started showing up and I was still going through my process, so she said, we better go. And when we got to the bottom of the hill, it stopped hailing and turned back into rain. Now, of course, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna get back to my plane and make it home? Right. I, this was so um, overwhelming, but also wonderful at the same time. 
And Lori, were you comfortable through this process or did you have support? Did you confide the, the person you're with what was happening? I did. And, you know, Lisa that told the story about Dakota the wolf, um, she had been enlightened three years earlier. And I knew we were brought together because she told me her experience and was helping me through it and explaining what to think about or what to expect or not expect because it's different for everybody. Kundalini, you can be enlightened, you could meditate and it be enlightened in 10 minutes. And other people can take two years, 10 years. Um, it really depends on your situation and it's it's part of your path and you don't really know ahead of time right. how it's gonna turn out. And people, so, please say sometimes to be careful with yoga, with the Kundalini yoga, yes. because you have to be ready for it. And it's not something that you can say, I want that and bring it to you. And if you do, it might not go well. Absolutely. So, and once you turn it on, there's no going back. You, you have to, you have to work with it. And even as we talk now, I can feel the energy. It gets stronger when I talk Just about spirituality. Just by talking about it. So. <laughs> that often happens, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. You know, we are coming up on our last break. Um, did you have some more things you wanted to share about Sedona? And I wanted to give out your contact information yeah, and so forth. Just one last thing on my way home from Schnebley Hill, again, because I received messages and license plates, we were sitting at the light and the car in front of me said 777 and the one beside me said hideaway. And I didn't yet know what that meant until I got to the airport and was sitting at my gate thinking this, this, I wasn't thinking, but a thought just kept coming to me, hide away, hide away. So there were two little gates around the corner, like a hook. They were completely empty. And I hid around there for about an hour and a half waiting for my flight, but it was allowed the energy to just run through my body and not have to feel kind of weird about it going through me. So even then they were protecting me and mm. sending messages on how to handle everything. And that's so, it's so powerful that you know that because to go through these experiences and feel that you're alone or you don't know who to talk to, and one of the things I've recognized, I'm, I'm absolutely clear on, is that from the time I started this journey and I met St. Francis and the angels that I'm supported and guided, and I knew that, and it's only gotten stronger and stronger. And so anything that comes my way, even if it looks like an obstacle or I don't know what I'm gonna do with this, and I don't see ahead, not yet anyway, I just you know open my arms yes. wide to receive and and throw it over to St. Francis and Archangel Gabriel, the other angels. Absolutely. And I say that all the time. I know that I'm taken care of, I know I'm protected, and I am. So I'm so glad you brought that up because that same message applies to everybody that works in this, you know, with the angels, the animals, masters. I totally agree. Yeah, well, if you want to keep going, we can. Otherwise, we'll take a short break and we'll have just maybe another um, 10 minutes. Sure, we can take a short break. Okay. All right, Penny, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back for the last of the show. Please stay with us, and we'll give out some contact information and some messages, and we'll see you soon. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Ober. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Ober. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head-on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com.
called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Are you feeling stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a healthy relationship filled with inspiration? You might just be on the verge. On the verge of attracting your soulmate. Tune in each month to The Laura Richer Show, where dating coach Laura Richer share tools for using your dating breakdown for a relationship breakthrough. For more information, visit richerhealinghypnosis.com. Hey, welcome back. This is Darcy Pariso at Animal Soul Wisdom. My guest today is, is Lori Como. And Lori's been telling us about her um, amazing journey to Sedona, her path to um finding animals via Reiki and so forth. And so we're going to um, wrap that up before we give out any contact information or messages. And we're going to finish up with St. Francis. And so Lori's talking about how St. Francis made a home visit. Absolutely. He <laughs> made more than one. <laughs> he gets around that, man. <laughs> well, it was funny because the day after I got back home, I was doing my laundry and putting clothes away and just knick-knacky stuff around the house. And I lied down for a nap around 1130 in the morning, and I woke up to this beautiful vision of St. Francis uh, kneeling down with his brown uh, smock on, and this huge, I don't know, like six-winged angel above him floating. And I didn't really know what it meant. And then I, it was just like a movie reel. I saw snapshots of his life. You know, he was preaching in the preaching in a church, then he was working with a sick person and then talking with animals. And it was like, click, 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 all these different shots of his life. And it was just so amazing. And um, as quickly as it started, it was over. And so I was Googling like St. Francis and angels and all that. And I didn't even know that he had a seraphim, which is a six-winged angel that came to him. And I believe it was just before he received the stigmata and I really felt like that's what I saw was him just before that happened. And it was so funny because then I started singing, not really singing, but answering questions with holy, holy, holy. And when I looked up seraphims, they said they're known for singing holy, holy, holy all the time. And I didn't know why I was saying that. And I looked back at a couple texts even that I had and um, I had answered it that way. But he came also the very next day, and that was more uh, around 11 at night, and I woke up with my hands out at my side and my legs out at my side and energy swirling in my hands, but really deep, hot energy going all the way through my hands and through the tops and bottoms of my feet. So I don't know if that was to tell me that it was related to a stigmata and that he really had it, um, but that's what happened. And probably every day, eight six to eight hours after that he has come to me with some that it would take forever to explain it all but came to me with different messages and this last day it hasn't been I haven't received anything but I literally have received something since I've come back mm. it's been really lovely that's beautiful and I also feel that when he when you were feeling that the energy in your hands and feet I feel that he was also giving you um, an activation and 
helping you to align with him more with your healing with the oh. Reiki and that it was like coming from him through you, oh, a, a transmission. You know, how I see that is like it's a transmission from oh. him to you and it's coming through your hands for your animal healing. And he says the words of things like, um, for those who love animals and heal them, I shall be with you. Oh, and I he's, love that. And it, I, I see it coming out of you and out of oh. him. So. Oh, that's so thank you so much. That's so lovely. Yes. And I, it's really funny because when we started the show, we we're talking about animals and healing. And I know St. Francis was included, but I just feel him like he's yes. over, he's like <laughs> behind us, above us, and he is here. So, and I believe that you contacting me was St. Francis led. I agree. I Definitely. Agree. And if it wasn't clear before, it's crystal clear now. Yes. So thank you so much. And I know we don't have a lot of time left, so I want to give out contact information. Um, Lori, would you like to go first and remind people of your website? Sure. My website is positivevibrations.com and positive is P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V, no E, with a dash and vibrations ends with a Z.com. And I do have an email. It's info at positivevibrations.com. Okay. Or, yeah, positivevibrations. Yeah, dot com. Okay. Yeah, okay. And Facebook page? My Facebook page is just under my name, Lori Como. Um, but you do have an Instagram page as well that is um, Positive Vibrations Zoe Style. Zoe, Zoe Style. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> and I know Zoe does too. <laughs> and how about you have a phone number that you'd like to give out? Yes, it's 214-734-4030. Okay. And myself, Darcy Pariso, I have a um, Facebook page. It's Angels and Animals. And I post things about the show and things that will help you with animals, lots of things that will make you laugh or get you inspired to write to your congressman or something about some, about things that are not the best and holiest for the animals. So angels and animals. And my website is darcypariso.com, D-A-R-C-Y. And it's Paris with an O, P-A-R-I-S-O. And I'm on Instagram and my Skype is darcy2141. Phone number is 425-280-5132. And I do um, animal communication readings, mediumship, and energy healing. So any of those services, so check that out. And before we close, I think Lori had a message to share. You know, I just wanted to ask all the listeners to follow your heart. Just be present because you are receiving messages every single day. And I invite the listen listeners to invite animals into your life because they're really our teachers. They're our healers. And like magic, they can help you open open your heart and even find answers to other things going on in your life. They definitely, definitely will. So um, anybody that helps the animals will be helped by angels and masters, just like Lori and I have encountered and, and all the other people. So please do. And thank you so much for listening today. We love our listeners. We, I hope you had a great show. And Lori, thank you so much for being on today. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into the wisdom of our animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso. Tune in monthly as Darcy shares stories and insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and ancient techniques, Darcy is here to guide you through the process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information or to listen to this show, visit DarcyPariso.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.